May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Kuk Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Puba of Kuk Audio and Kuk Archives, doing our bit to help preserve the legacy of Shunryu Suzuki and those whose paths cross his. And anything else that comes to mind. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So uh, today we have a guest, Alan Block. Alan uh, came to Zen Center and I forget, I forget, you know, 70s. Uh, and um, um, he, you know, had a number of years with Zen Center, and he worked with Paul Disco uh, a lot on stuff uh, at um, uh, Green Gulch, and uh, uh, he worked on Green's, Green's Restaurant. Uh, and, uh, you know, he talks about that a little. Uh, He's um, uh, he's got a an involvement with uh, uh, Norman Fisher. Uh, their Dharma, you know, has a Dharma relationship with Norman, but he has his own group, and he he sits with Nel- Nelson Foster in the uh, you know the Sambo Kyodan uh, tradition too. But he has his own group, uh, and they. Uh, Meet in Berkeley. Now I forget. I think they meet. They meet online and in person. Uh, his group. I don't think it has a name. I couldn't get a name out of him. Or if I could, I forget it. I don't think. And they have no no internet present. Isn't this refreshing? And uh, uh, you know. So if if you're interested in joining them, just write Alan Block five ten at gmail.com that's a-l-a-n-b-l-o-c-k 510 at gmail.com nice short name uh good for uh, email <laughs> and um uh so i i remember when i when i asked him like well what's what's the name of the group or something he said well we um uh, you know, we, it's like they practice the Buddhist way of life. He teaches the Buddha way of life, or they work together to develop a Buddhist way of life. Sounds good, huh? Uh, because, really, a Buddhist way of life is not a particular way. You can't put your finger on it. And it's open to everybody. And... Uh, uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Anyway, uh, I'm going to uh, give him a call as soon as we've had our pause to meditate. So when you hear the bell, if you have such a mind, hit pause. And meditate or whatever for as long as you wish. And when you're ready to come back, hit unpause. And we'll be here to hit the bell and end the meditation or whatever. And we'll give Alan Block a call.
Hi, David. Hi, Alan. How are you doing? Fine, how are you? Okay, okay. What time is it there? It's 11 a.m. That many hours difference. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we're... Um, what are we? Uh, 16 hours ahead of uh, the West Coast of the U.S. Um, but we're, what, 19 hours ahead of Hawaii? I mean, there are places that are, I think, 24 hours ahead. And you can, there and there, there's islands that are split. So you go on one side and it's yesterday and the other side it's tomorrow. I haven't eaten in three days. Uh, I haven't eaten since yesterday and I won't eat till tomorrow and that's three days. <laughs> right, right, right. What are you up to these days? Well, you know, I'm, uh, uh, what am I doing? Today I played eight games of pickleball. Pickleball is a game I really enjoy and it's carried me through COVID. It's uh, like a cross between tennis and ping pong. Yeah, I've 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 heard about it. It's uh, it's uh, very popular. That's interesting. Maybe I ought to play pickleball because I stopped playing tennis about three years ago, four, four years ago. Because it's it's a lot it's a lot less running, and it's much more social. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's faster. It's faster. Oh, that's good. You play with a wiffle ball. So it's, uh, you know, you have time to react. But it's really a pleasure. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, hmm. Well, and uh, what else? what else is on your agenda these days? Well, and I'm teaching. And I teach on Tuesday nights. I teach Dharma. I've got about 20 students. And uh, they, you know, they show up when they do. <laughs> a little frustrating. Uh huh. Um, so you're you're uh, you're doing in person teaching now. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm doing it online. We do. We meet on. We meet on Zoom. Yeah. But uh, for for a number of years, I rented a space from John Tarrant. Oh, where? Uh, on College Avenue. From David David Weinstein Zendo. Oh yeah. Well, I used to. I lived nine years with John Tarrant, and David Weinstein is my wife's teacher. Wow. Yeah, I think I think actually I knew that because I I talk with David. David and I meet. Huh. And uh, yeah, I, I um. Anyway, I have a lot of regard for David. We have a good time together. Oh yeah, he's great. He's great. Well, that's really neat. What's your What's your group called, and what's uh, how does one uh, find out uh, where it is? And I'm not on the internet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's the Tuesday night meeting. Tuesday night zazen. I'm not on the internet. It's all word of mouth, which I thought for a while was sort of a disadvantage, but it turns out to be an advantage. People People find me, and um, it's, <laughs> you know. That's great. I love it. And I'm, very, I'm not very ambitious. <laughs> well, um, if if someone were to hear by word of mouth about uh, 
your what you have to offer your group, what would they hear? Uh, they would hear that I that we talk about uh, what what I call a Buddhist approach to life. Yeah, which but, is, but but how would the person who hears this know how to join? Oh well, they send me an email or they know someone in the group, and then I just put them on the mail list, mailing on the email list, and they come when they want to or or not. What is that email address? So mine is just allenblock510 at gmail. A-L-A-N-B-L-O-C-K-510 at gmail.com. Right. All right. And then put them on the list. And yeah, if you have any, if you know anyone, I mean, it's, it's interesting that a lot of people in our generation, I think, are interested in meditation, but very few are have the uh, wherewithal to follow through. Mm. Just went and did a scene with uh, Nelson Foster. You oh. may know him. Well, oh. I, you know, I've met him, and uh, uh, I certainly know who he is, and I've been hear about him, hearing about him for many decades. Uh, and I know where he lives. <laughs> I have, I have picked up. I guess Gary Snyder's son there to drive him back to the Bay Area. That was years ago. Um, right. But anyway, yeah. And I remember, uh, uh, I remember um, uh, his teacher. Uh, um, uh, um, hey, remind me his teacher's name. You know, Hawaii. Robert Ro- Aiken. Yeah, Robert Aiken. I, I was in a meeting with him uh, after uh, Richard Baker left with uh, Zen Center Priests, and I wasn't um, I wasn't actively being a priest in Zen Center uh, at that time. You know, I was living in Berkeley, but I went to the meeting and. Uh, he just said, uh, Aiken said, well, you know, you just don't have any good teachers. You don't have any enlightenment here. You ought to take one of my teachers, and I recommend Nelson Foster, and he would be a good teacher for Zen Center. <laughs> and then Claude Dallenberg uh, mm, ripped into him. <laughs> Claude did not. And Claude was very critical of Zen Center, but he was quite senior. And um, uh, so that's um, that was not the first time I heard of Nelson Foster, but that was uh, one of the earlier ones. So uh, you just sat a session with him? Yeah, with uh, you know, a friend of mine said, you know, I've invited a lot of people to sessions with Nelson, but you're the first one to ever show up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> great. We. We sat outside. And did we you sit up in, uh, you went to Nevada City uh, to the yeah. Kit, Kit Dizzy uh, Zendo right. there? Kit, Kit. Yeah. But so you didn't outside. sit in the Zendo? No, because of COVID. Yeah. It was like an old, it was like an ongo from 2,500 years ago. You know, all these sort of people with blankets around them sitting in among the trees. 
And we even did Orioki outside. Oh, that is great. That is yeah, great. so I, and I slept in a meadow. Oh, uh, I, it was quite important for me. Oh, wow. Wow. But they, they sit, we sat 16 periods a day. It was very hard. Oh, that's serious. That's quite a bit. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. What time did you rise? I think we got up around 4.30 or maybe mm -hmm. 4 o'clock. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, they, it, it, what time did you uh, fall? <laughs> what was well, bed, bedtime? I think we were in bed by around 8.39, but they, there's no electricity. Oh. And lanterns are too dangerous. So oh, you yeah. just have to go to bed at a certain point. Yeah, but very super high fire danger uh, awareness area. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. And you fit 16 sausages into that. Mm. Oh, my God. 16. They said short periods. Oh, how long? How long? 20, 25 minutes. Oh, well, that's nice. So we said 30-minute periods at every day's end. Uh -huh. And of course, Zen Center, it's 40-minute periods. Uh-huh. But, you, you know, it's sort of like sitting a 25-minute period sort of gets you, um, sort of the message is you need to take care of this now. You know, there isn't a lot of time to lull around. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Which I found to be sort of a useful message. It took me a few days to catch on. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, yeah. The Vipassana retreats I've sat here at one one hour periods, uh, and uh, and they were from they were endless. Hmm. Um, well, that's neat. That's neat. And um, so, um, uh, what are what about uh, any livelihood? Are you still? Are, are does this support you or? Are you retired? No, no, I'm not retired. I still, um, I have a project going right now. So I manage a couple of buildings for a partnership. Huh. And uh, I, you know, and I'm busy. I'm, I build a lot of things. I've been making a lot of kutsus for people. A lot of what? And, you know, you know, kutsus, you know, these things that the Roshis carry, you know, these little staffs. Oh, how in. are you spelling it? K-O-T-S-U. Kutsu. Kutsu. Yeah, I think there's another name for it in Japanese, but I can't remember yeah, the other name. Yeah, Niori. That's right. Yeah, Niori, yeah. So I've, I I always thought they were very, very hard to make. Uh-huh. And when I got a bandsaw, and, and actually I can make them pretty pretty easily. And wow. I went back to, you know, after... 50, 45 years, I went back to Tassajara and did a practice period in 2019. Oh, goodness. With, with my wife. <laughs> wow. How was that? Huh? How was that? Very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. It's all different. You like what? Well, for one thing, people, when, when you were at Tassajara and I was at Tassajara, people would come 
and spend two or three years, was my experience, at least a few years. Yeah. Now people, many, most, the majority of people come in for a practice period and they're gone. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. And they've ended the guest season, you know that, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Because they can't get the staff. I mean, it's, it's oddly enough, it's the same thing that the Becks ran into. Yeah, the 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 backs ran that place with, you know, eight people, if they were lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and they've, given up, they've actually given up the fancy food at Tassajara, which I think is quite positive. Yeah, that's never fine. Really, that's fine. They've given that, so it's all buffet now. Yeah. Um, and you sit there. My wife says, "No dessert. How can there be no dessert?" <laughs> well, um, that's, you know, that dessert isn't a big thing to me. Just, uh, you know, what, I've been at Tassajara when when uh, when I could eat guest food uh, or been offered guest food if I was there as a student for 10 days in more recent years. I prefer the student food. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I'm... I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure whatever they're doing is fine. <laughs> no dessert. Well, that's all right. <laughs> I just think of desserts as as something to avoid. Uh, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I'm the wrong. Uh, I'm the wrong person, the wrong age to uh, sympathize with the loss uh, of desserts. Um, Hmm. Well, that's really neat. Well, look, how did you get into all this? Where, where, where does it all start? Well, I my my younger brother was living in a commune in Kashawa. What year? 71. 70-71. Yeah. And I came to visit him. And they said, you know what? The Zens have bought Tassahara. That was the big news. And and then they said, they said, the Zens are really stupid. You can go up there and you can eat their food and drink their tea and they don't say, and take a bath and they don't say anything. Well, so one day we all... Well, that certainly wasn't true. <laughs> but uh, maybe in 67, when we first got it, uh, that was true. I was there right away. Uh, yeah, we... You know, neighbors came in, we'd feed them, let them take baths, didn't say anything. Didn't want anything from them. But 70, 71, nah. Anyway, so we all piled into a, into my car and went up there and hung out at the Narrows and got stoned. Yeah. And there were, and we were, I was coming back and there was this Japanese man on the bridge. And as we walked by him, he turned around like 180 degrees or, and just looked at us and smiled. So I sort of remembered that. That was 71. In 72, I decided I really liked the, the, um, the uh, Ventana Wilderness. So I came back in 72, and my brother dropped me off at the dam, at the Kashawa Dam. Remember that? By the oh, floor? yeah. That's an interesting place to start from, huh? Yeah, so, and I walked from there in a couple of days. I walked into Tassahara. Yeah, that's a serious walk from there. Hmm. And then I, and I wanted to camp, 
and Arnie was sitting there. Arnie Cutler was sitting in front of the office on a rock. And he said to me, you here, check this out. I said, no, nah, I don't think so. Not interested. But he, and I said, I'm going to camp up Creek and just come in and take a bath. He said, nope, can't camp here. Yeah. You have to leave the watershed. Yeah. So I hiked over the Tony Trail. Woo. And, uh, that's a, that's like, the uh, steepest trail in the whole National Forest. That's what a ranger <laughs> told me. Yeah. So I hiked over to Willow Creek and then came back two days later, and he was still sitting there. <laughs> Arnie Cox was still sitting there. And he said, you come in here and check this out. And I remember thinking to myself, how am I going to get out of here? And my feet are sore, so I said, okay, I'll do it. You know? Uh-huh. I couldn't admit to myself I was curious. I think I was curious, but I didn't. I, I, I was too, um, the mask was too heavy. <laughs> so uh, I came in, and he, I, he said, but you have to stay for three days. That's, that was the policy. Go on. So, wait, so I came back. I went down Willow Creek and then came back around the uh, horse pasture. And then three days later, he was still sitting there. And I just said, what am I going to do? So I agreed to come in for a couple of days. Uh-huh. The first time that, the first time I sat, it was like it just went right through me. You know, I just was, it sort of knocked me over. The very first time I sat, I didn't know what was happening. Um, I just brought up so much emotion, so much feeling. Mm. And I didn't know, but I think I was... I think that was it right there. I was hooked. Mm. So I so I ended up spending two weeks. But, you know, after three days, there was another guy who came in at the same time as I did mm. and agreed to stay for three days. At the end of three days, that guy ran out the road. He couldn't get out of there fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> the guy said, I'm out of here. But I, I stayed for two weeks. Oh, that's and, good. And I... Yeah, and Ed was the guest manager. Oh. And Ed said to me, Ed said to me, he said, he said after a couple of days, he said, "No, we think we should. You should leave now." He was in a terrible mood that year. You know, that was the Black Summer. <laughs> black Summer. What they call Black Summer. Remember that? No. After Suzuki Roshi had died. Yeah, nineteen seventy-two. Yeah. So Ed said, I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. And I was working, Ed, uh, uh, Mel was a director. And mm-hmm. um, Myra, who was the head, I was working in the dining room with David Silva, actually, I'm still quite friendly with, mm. and Myra. And they intervened with Mel and they said, no, you can stay, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I stayed for two weeks. But uh-huh. I had a really good job. I had to leave and go back to work. Yeah. And uh, in New York. <laughs> and then uh, I thought about it all winter and I started sitting that winter in New York. Oh. And then I wrote a spring and I said, you know, I think I'd like to come back for two months uh, in the spring. And they said, okay, you, we remember you. You're a good worker. So I came back for two months in 73. And at that point, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to, Give it up and come out here. And, Say, wait a minute. Which it. months were they guest season months? They had to be, right? No, yeah, they were April and May. 
April. Oh, so you came for the for the uh, interim at the very yeah. end of practice period, um, and exactly. uh, for the beginning of first month of guest season. Yeah, Richard mm-hmm. Hasbury was the uh, work leader, mm. and I think uh, I think uh, Darlene was the Tenzo. Maybe was oh, that right? Mm. Anyway, so yeah, I stayed for two months. And at that point, I decided I would make the big change. So I had, I was teaching in a college in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I had been teaching, you know, I had a really good job, but I decided I would just try to, when my contract was over, I'd take a, a leave or get a sabbatical. Uh-huh. Uh, so, what, what were you teaching? History. Hmm. At a college in, in anyway... So, you know where? Um, a college where? It was in Newark, a community college. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I'd spent a lot of years in graduate school. Yeah. Where were you where are you from? I grew up in, in Chicago and in northern Indiana. Huh. All right. Hmm. I grew up in the same neighborhood where Peter Overton grew up, Peter and Ann. Oh. In that neighborhood. Hmm. Hmm. Peter has Parkinson's now. You I know. know. That? Yeah. Yeah. How advanced is it? Well, he's stiff. You know, you see him walking, you sort of pick it up. But he's still teaching, and he's he's active. You know, he's at, I don't think he's doing appraisals, but I, he's definitely active at the Zen Center. Oh, good. 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 Huh. Anyway, so I came back for two months, and then I decided, you know, I don't know about this Zen stuff, because I didn't know anything about it. And I said, you know, I think I'd like to come here and just watch the seasons change. That was my idea. But it took me another another three years to get back there. Is that right? Wow. But I was headed there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and what did you do in those three years? Well, I, I finished my contract teaching. And then I took a year's leave and I felt like I needed a transition. So I had built a van, you know, a van for camping, living. Yeah. So I went to New York to Cape Cod and Cape Cod to Key West. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, yeah that that's perfect. quite a drive. That yeah. think of. Yeah. And then came across the country and arrived and started sitting Zazen the first day, and that was it. Mm. Mm. Five years. Now, you you came back. You you couldn't go to Tassar right away, could you? No. it was uh, They had instituted this rule, which you probably did. No, I never instituted rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You were a conspirator. They wanted. They said, "I came back," and they said, "Oh no, you can't go to Tassar. You have to eighteen months in the city. We have to see if you're serious." Yeah, yeah. Um, so I worked. Yeah. So I, after teaching college for six years, then I went to work in a bakery with uh, Chuck Hoy. Remember Chuck? Uh, oh yeah, sure. So, yeah, I've, I've been in touch with Chuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's in Santa Fe and takes ice baths in the morning. Right. Outside. Uh, <laughs> in the winter. And it, it gets really cold there in the winter. <laughs> anyway, so I went to... Uh, so then I was in the city and Yvonne said to me, you want, you want to work at... Um, why don't, we're building this building at Gringles. Why don't you come work on it? Oh, so I went to work at on the Wheelwright Center. Oh, and the kitchen. Oh, oh, and uh, so you worked with Ken Sawyer on that. Was Paul Disco on that? Paul was still in Japan. Right, and Ken Sawyer did that, right? Actually, it was a guy named John Ewald. Oh yeah, Ken worked with him. I know. I remember John. How was working and with John had, Ewald? Yeah, and then Kit, uh, Kit Mesero was was sort of lead guy. Oh, well, he's Kip Mesero is just a fantastic carpenter. Yeah, uh, so uh, I worked. So I worked on that for the for the winter and the spring, and then seventy six. I went to Tassajara to live, and uh -huh. then Kip actually Kip used to come in the summer. You may remember. Yeah. So I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I would work with him. We built the. The, the bathroom down at the lower barn. Yeah. Well, it was Gene De Schmidt who brought him in at first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And He's, then uh, Kip Mesro uh, did work at Chapinese, uh, their carpentry. Well, when I eventually left Zen Center five years later, uh, Kip hired me to do Chapinese with. Oh, is that right? So. There we have a confirmation. So we ended, <laughs> yeah, we ended up partnering. Is that right? So we partnered, Kip and I, we bought land together. Is that right? Uh, Makoto, Makoto you remember him? Who? Makoto Imai. Oh, yeah, Imai son. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, there's so another we, we There's another very, very high-level <laughs> carpenter, yeah. Japanese carpenter. Good Lord. Yes. So we, we partnered anyway, and I worked at Shape and East for a year. Wow. Uh, building the cafe. Well, that's, uh, you're, you're, you got into very high-end stuff there. Yeah, I was really lucky. I met, I met the right people. Wow. Yeah. And I worked, worked for Paul for about, then Paul, in the meantime, Paul came back. Uh -huh. So I worked with Paul for almost two years. Wow. You, yeah, you were, you were right there with the cream of the crop. Yeah, they were they were great. Actually, I'm I'm gonna. I just had dinner with Paul a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and we're gonna have dinner. We're going to have dinner uh, in January at Shape and East. My my, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know, you know, the woman he's with, Brenda. No, no, I haven't met her. Uh, That's She's been really since nice. since I left uh, 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 America. Uh -huh. Anyway, she's really nice. She's really good for him. She's sane. She's organized, and she's not angry. Like, uh, um, I'm blocking her name. What was the last? The oh, um, yeah, I'm. I can't remember her name any. But, 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 but since <laughs> you're saying she was angry, I, I knew her yes. too. I knew her, of course. Met her a number of times. Right. But we can just leave her name unsaid. <laughs> so 
know, you I you know, you you don't remember, but you interviewed me that first summer in seventy two at Tassahara. Well I've got it. I think it's on cook.com. <laughs> I think Dick Baker was checking me out to see if I was sane. And he sent you to check me out. No. No. Oh, Oh, you're not talking about an interview for the website. Dick sent me to check you out. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Um, if if uh, uh, I pretty much approved of everybody, you know, so I wouldn't be. Uh, uh, I I might not be. But I don't know. Dick's very, actually, he was very accepting of everybody, too. Um, so, uh, anyway, tell me about that. So, he, this was what year? In 72, he came back with a bunch of Japanese carpenters to do some project. I don't know what they were doing. 73, I think. 73, okay, 73. Anyway, yeah. but in 70, the year before, when I was at Tassahar in the spring, he showed up there. Yeah, seventy two. He wasn't yeah. around. He was just around at the very end of seventy one. Uh, just arrived right. shortly before Suzuki Dai got, you know, got became Abbott and bang. Uh, yeah, in seventy three, I was at Green Gulch. Seventy two, I was okay. in the city work leader at each place. So go on, go on. So seventy two. Anyway, he, he, you know, I think they were trying to figure out who is this guy. Is he crazy? What does he want? So, they, so you were the one who interviewed me. You don't remember, but we, you did. Uh, in, in what way did I interview you? We took a walk. We took a walk down Down Creek. I don't think anybody asked me to do that. I think I just <laughs> i meet I met new people. I'd meet new people and I'd make friends with them. I was never, I don't ever remember being asked to check anybody out. Nothing like that. That wasn't, that didn't happen. Um, so I, just, you, I just met you and wanted to go for a walk with you. Okay. What and do you why do you think you're, you're not at all a crazy person? Why do you think they wanted to see if you were crazy? And if they want well, to see you, if you're crazy, they would just have to be around you and make their own judgments. They wouldn't, they don't, they didn't trust me. They wouldn't use me for that. <laughs> they thought I was crazy. <laughs> uh, you were, you were, you were one of the main people. You know, it's uh, in that era. Um, hmm. Really? Anyway, I went to Wichita. I was well in '73. I was Dick's main Jisha, but I was also a work leader at Green Gulch, and I was his Jisha at Green Gulch. Uh, so, um, yeah, I went places with him a lot. That was fun. Uh, go on, go on. No, so anyway, I went to live at Tassahar in '76. So, and I stayed through '78. Would you believe the last day I think I was at Tassahara? So I built a lot of the Zendo, the, the temporary Zendo, you know, that's the Zendo now. I did a lot of that work myself. I just picked away at it in the afternoons. But the last couple of days, maybe two days before I was scheduled to leave there at the end of the summer, 
78, I met this woman. And we got to talking. And uh, we've been married for 42 years. Now, that's a nice story. Yeah, good for you. A couple, couple of weeks after we started to see each other, she wouldn't answer my phone calls. So I, I said, what's going on here? We're having such a nice time. She said, well, I've decided I'm really not interested in a, she called me a spiritual celibate groupie. Celibate? <laughs> spiritual uh, celibate groupie. Yeah. She said, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so you, you, you talked her out of that, right? I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. And what's your name? Ruth. Ruth. And was yeah, she so was we, she ever a uh, uh, a weird spiritual groupie at Zen Center? She was not interested for thirty years. She was not interested in Zen practice. She well, had her own practice. Yeah, it's good to be cautious. Yeah. She was 30 years. And we, you know, we, every year we would see people like the Fishers socially and Mark Lesser and his wife. And, you know, we would, we were in touch with people a lot. But then in 70, in um, 2004, is that right? No, 2010, I was Chousseau at Every Day's End. And Ruth's mother was dying. Her mm-hmm. mother was 99. Mm. And uh, I said to Norman, I said, you know, Norman, if she gets really sick, I'm going to have to leave. Norman said, you can't leave. You're Chousseau. And I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So Norman, Norman, in his typical creative self, said, let's have her mother join the practice period. <laughs> then you won't have to leave. That is great. So, so, so- her mother... <laughs> Her mother, who could balance her checkbook till a week before she died, mm-hmm. uh, joined the practice period. And every week she wrote about um, how she felt about dying. Mm. And that was the subject matter for the practice period. Whoa. Yeah. She was very resolved. She said, I'm done. I'm not afraid. I'm ready to go. Wow. Good. And good anyway, for Norm. Yeah. Good for Norman. My, my. Yeah. And then she was she was firing her uh, her aides as fast as Ruth could hire them. Because she was in she was in a wheelchair, she didn't like it, she was unhappy. And Norman went to talk to her and she turned around hundred and eighty degrees. You know, she treated me, she never w- was terribly nice to me because I stole her daughter, right? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but she, all of a sudden, she was as nice as she could be to me. But So Norman really turned her around, and Ruth was so impressed. She started doing sashines and soda Roxu and became a full-fledged member. Hmm. And actually, she's going to be so that she might be Shuso this next year. We'll see. With, at, with um, Norman? No, at Heart of Compassion with... Uh, with John Evans, uh, uh, Sangha in Point Reyes. Oh. That she goes to. Oh. And and what's, what's the lineage there? Ours. Suzuki. Yeah, who's his teacher? 
Kurt, Kurt uh, John Evans is the t- is the leader of that group. In yeah, Point, but who, who was his teacher? Oh, Norman. Norman. All right. Yeah, and then before that, it was Bernie and Maizumi. She came through different lineages. Oh, wait a minute. She ste- your wife studied with Bernie Glassman? No, no, no. The, the person who leads the sangha in Point Reyes, John Evans. Oh, well, she studied with Bernie. Studied uh, um, with Maizumi before that. Yeah, that's what I said. Your wife was with Bernie Glassman. No, no, this is uh, the person who run, who leads oh, the song. Oh, oh, he, he was with Bernie Glassman yeah. in my Zoomie. He. Oh. Yeah. She, he. She. She. All right. I got, all right. Yeah. I got it straight now. All right. Okay. Oh. Anyway, so, yeah, I just sort of try to, you know, um, Nelson Foster talks about teaching from your experience, not from your learning, you know, not from your reading. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a beautiful way to think of it. So that's, I think that's what I'm working on. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think Xiaojo taught from his experience. Hmm. Hmm. Now your, uh, your Zen Center uh, days, uh, we had you, you know, coming in initially, uh, establishing uh, a relationship with uh, uh, Shunyu Suzuki on the bridge there. <laughs> had you when he looked at you and smiled as you walked by, uh, right? Yes. And then, uh, so that was seventy-one, and then seventy. Two, you came back, and then finally you made it in 75. Is that right? 76. 76. Came to live, came yeah. to live there. Um, and uh, you were you were in, in the city and at Green Gulch and at Tatsuhara? Yes. And uh, how long did that go on? Till um, about five years. Till eighty one. Eighty. Yeah, seventy nine, eighty. We the last thing I did for Zen Center is I worked for Paul building greens. Uh, greens started in seventy eight. In in the spring. No, we started no it started in seventy nine. I'm wrong. It started in seventy nine yeah. in the spring. You're right. So we started, we built, I was the first one to go to work there at Greens. <laughs> I, working for Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do first thing? I was a carpenter. Yeah. I worked as a carpenter. And I learned enough to be able to make a, a good living as a carpenter. Yeah. So I've been in construction then. Yeah. So I worked for Paul for a year at Greens and Ken and uh, Ken's brother, uh, we all framed, you know, we had to raise the floor there. Michael, right. That's what I was, that's what I was waiting to hear, because the first thing was building uh, the floor, like what, three feet up? or 28 inches. 28 inches, just a little over two feet. All right. Uh, I, the first, I was the first one to go to work there. I drove my truck in the door. 
the door that you walk in now. Right. Mm. How long did you work there? I think all the way from the fall of 78 into the summer of 79. I think it took us that long to finish it. Well, we opened before the summer of 79. You might have still been working on it. Yeah, we were doing some things. Yeah. And then Kip, remember, Kip came and did a, so a few things, and so did Amaya-san. And then Kip said, well, I'm doing Shape and East. Why don't you come work for me there? Ah. Ah. Wow. Yeah, and Shape and East, Alice Waters was our our primary uh, mentor. Uh, yeah, with, through Deborah Madison, but uh, uh, she got her job with at Chez Benice, I think at, at uh, I'm hesitant to say uh, uh, if if uh, Richard Baker sent her there or not, I can't quite remember. And I'll get in trouble if I'm wrong. So uh, never mind on that. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Well, what, what do you remember about um, uh, Greens, uh, about building it? Anything interesting there? Do you, do you remember? Uh, all right. Uh, you know, you know. Do you know who suggested, or who said that the floor had to be raised? I I, I assume an architect, but I don't know who. Sim Vandrin. Sim Vandrin. Yeah, he was very involved then. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. He didn't do the plans. I mean, he signed off of them at the end. He did the final touches. He's sort of credited with being the architect, but there's another guy whose name I forget that went through like 20 different versions with Richard Baker and finally just said, I can't do more, you know. Uh, and he was probably yeah, do, it doing it for, huh? I think it turned out pretty good. You know, those big uh, Redwood Burl sculptures? Yeah, J.B. Blunt, right. Yeah, so I so I hauled those. I picked those up in Crescent City. Oh, uh, Jerry oh, really? Jerry, Jerry Fuller and I drove up to Crescent City. Did you say Jerry I, Fuller? I, Jerry Fuller? Yeah, Jerry and I. Yeah, you drove up to Crescent City. Wow. In a in an old uh, education Department of Education, San Francisco Department of Education truck. And we picked up those uh, burls that I think JB had already arranged. Uh -huh. And they put them on the truck. And they were so heavy that they pushed the bed of the truck down into the wheels and we couldn't move. <laughs> what well, did you have the big one, the main one? Yeah, we had a couple of them, two or three of them. Well, I mean, the main one is giant, you know, yeah, the, the central one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's actually it's actually bigger than it appears to be because it goes 28 inches under the floor because it's bolted to the concrete. Yeah. Wow. And actually, everything else was quite a bit, too. I mean, that's a lot of wood in that. It's a whole seating area in a circle. You know, uh, there have been uh, suggestions, um, you know, from, I don't know, 
board members, certain people, you know, to remove that thing. You can make more money and put more tables in there. Uh, that would be a mistake. Yeah, they're quite something, really. Yeah. So we, we cut the wheel wells out of the truck with an acetylene torch. <gasps> oh. And then Gary and I drove it back to San Francisco. Oh, actually, we drove it to JB's place. Uh-huh. He carved and then they came to San Francisco. And but oh, you dropped him off at JB's, right? Yeah, it is. It is studio, the shop. Right, right. Hmm. Right. Ah, uh, you know when when I met JB through Sim, he was Sim's neighbor, and Sim and I were close. Uh, and I saw what he did. I just loved it, and I told him, "Look, I want you to." come to Tassajara. So I paid for him to come to Tassajara as a guest. And uh, then everything happened after that. He would come every year and work on those pieces by the office. Right, right. I got those from a Big Creek Lumber Company, which isn't that far away. You know, it's uh, it's uh, south of, no, it's north of Santa Cruz. Uh, and and he got a job with them. He built a uh, a dolphin uh, up. You can uh. see from the road. It was it was uh, up on a pole, I think, so you could see it up there. And they were great. Bud and Lud McCreary, they were great. And Big Creek Lumber Company was great. They they uh, cut one uh. percent a year, so that their the redwood forest that they uh, harvested uh, d- did not decrease it, because it grew at about 1% a year. Um, and th- those pieces that, at Green Gulch were not usable for, for they're all twisted and burly and everything. And they had them, you know, with a pile of more artistic stuff. And JB just flipped out when he saw it. And I had to arrange for a guy to drive it in. And they told me about a guy, an old guy. I don't think that was... His name might have been Job Dykraft, but Dykraft might have been the guy who made the... Um, who got to make the uh, stupas for the, you know, the memorial area. Uh, any, I don't think it was Dykraft. But anyway, he was a guy from down in that area that had this giant, really old logging truck. And he brought all that stuff into Tassajara. It took him hours. We had to arrange for him to come in at a time when there wouldn't be any guests. He came in during a practice period. Uh, and because it took him like six hours to go over the road because he couldn't make the turns. He'd just have to go forward, back, forward, back, forward, back. And I don't know how many hours. But it was forever, uh, and that was great. <laughs> uh, all right, go on, go on. Pardon me. I, uh, well, you know, all all these bits of history will be lost with you and with me. Yeah, it you doesn't know, matter. Some, <laughs> you know, I just feel like I. So I tried to arrange before COVID hit. I was going to go to Tassajara with Paul. You know, he's he's not on really great terms. I'm sure you know that with them. 
So we were going to go and he, we were going to film it. And he was going to walk around and talk about all the buildings that he had built there. Yeah. But then COVID happened and we couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so, but, so I'm sort of tempted to revive it. We'll see. Do, I, do, you know, I, do, do. He went in, yeah. he went in and filmed and, and took still pictures of stuff for his book. Um, what's it called? I've got it. Zen architecture. Zen architecture. I thought I, I was thinking that, but I thought is that really it? Zen architecture. Yeah, I've got it on our um, uh, living room table. He sent me a copy from uh, Oakland to here. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Please do get him to go back in and do that. You know, I wouldn't. I just think it's on the record. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say a- he's not on good terms with them. I'd say he's just not on terms with them. You know, okay. it's like Zen Center doesn't have any memory. Uh, yeah, I think that. You know, when they remember something, they make a big deal out of it, and then they forget it again. Uh, You're you right. Know, it, it's, You're right. It's um, it's anything uh, that has to do with preservation at Zen Center, uh, and there's been a lot that Zen Center has done. But they'll do it in a spurt, and then they'll forget about it, and people will say, all right, that's done. Uh, and mainly it's been individuals, the work of individuals. So you you bringing him down there and doing that uh, would be good. The, uh, the chairperson of the board at Zen Center comes to my class. <laughs> on Tuesday night sometimes. Say that again? Becomes the chairman of the board at Zen Center. Comes to your class. On Tuesday night. Huh, who's that? She comes for a while, then she doesn't come. But anyway, but she has, she's been one of the people. It's been very, it's been nice, but. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I don't, I don't know anything about the Zen Center board, actually. Well, that's neat. That's neat. Uh, hey, do you, yeah. All right. I, I have more questions about greens. Uh, Go ahead. Do, do you remember uh, uh, Richard Baker coming in and doing stuff or anything? Any, any? Occasionally he would come in. What? You know, it was so occasionally he would come in. We didn't see him a, lot, a whole lot there. But, you know, when it greens, everything was very tightly controlled. You know, and then I went to Chez Panisse afterwards. Yeah. And I remember Chez Panisse, I said, you know, I need to cash this check. And I remember one of the owners of Chez Panisse said, hey, what are you bothering me? You know where the cash box is. Just go cash it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whereas it greens, everything was, oh, man, don't don't get near this. Don't get near that. Mm-hmm. So it was such a pleasure to go to Chez Panisse after that. Mm. Well, that's, that's interesting to hear. Hmm. Yeah, I think Ed Satterson was the was trying to manage all the different elements uh, in the restaurant, and uh, uh, you know there were uh, there were so many different people involved, and I've interviewed a lot of people just about greens. Uh, I haven't done anything with it. But it's like uh, 
It's interesting. It's like Rashomon, you know, Rashomon, the Japanese film, uh, where you get the same story from different points of view, and it's like each one is like really different. Mm. Well, I was there for the whole job. We framed the floor. We I, I rented an acetylene torch and and a bunch of uh, scaffolding, and cut all the pipes out of the ceiling. You know, because it was industrial. And oh, then uh, oh. Jerry, Jerry Fuller and I replaced 314 panes of glass. They wanted the old ones because they said they were historic. You know, we replaced all that glass in the main room. Oh, because it was, um, you couldn't see through it. It was, it was clouded. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I was there for a long time and did the, you know, um, actually I did the tile floor in the kitchen, which I think is gone now, but really? then, then Alice said to me, can you do the same thing at Shape and East? And I did the tile floor in the kitchen at Shape and East and it's still there. Oh, 40 wow. years. Wow. 40 years. Wow. Yeah, well, Green's has gone through a lot of changes uh, through the years. Uh, you know, when when it started, I was maitre d' and co-manager. Dick made me a co-manager so I could make decisions on the floor. That's all it meant. I wasn't really being a manager. Uh, but um, And then I kicked a board member of the Fort Mason Foundation. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm a manager. I can do it. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, But... Um, there were the, the administration of it, the number of staff was, was minuscule compared to what it evolved into. It was just amazing. It, yeah. You know, I've seen that with Zen Center, but it happens with institutions in general. They start off with very little at the top. You know, a, a forest ranger said it to me once, an old guy when uh, we first got Tassara, who'd, who'd go around in the woods with, um, you know, like mules and stuff and fix trails and do things. And, Putsy. Uh, Putsy. Putsy. Right, right. I remember him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guys like him it became fewer and fewer. And then uh, there was a guy from the office uh, who I'd meet with, and he said to me one day, he said, yeah, I used to be in the field. He said, we used to have one guy in the office for every 10 guys in the field, and now we have 10 guys in the office for every guy in the field. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's what perfectly. happens. That's what happens. And you go, yeah. wow, and the San Francisco Zen Center, the amount of administration of people in the office and all the zillions of people who aren't Zen students working there and Greens, there's no yeah. Zen students. And it's just like totally different. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. That's right. Ulysses, I think, was the last one. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know if it can be avoided. It just seems like one of the rules of nature or something. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, somebody was pointing out to me in one of these talks 
that the whole culture and the the, the sociology, the type of people and everything it, it evolved so that the, the people that are there now are not at all like the people who were there to begin with, you know, and at different stages of its evolution. Like you said, people are coming now for a practice period and leaving or something, and it doesn't have the continuity it used to have. Yeah. You know, I remember when, so when Ted, you remember Ted Marshall? Oh, very well. So, you know, Ted died, I think it's six years ago now. Yeah. And when Ted got sick, um, you know, we were, we were, we were Tassahara together. We fought some fires together, but we weren't particularly good friends, you know? And, but then he sick and who, you know, and so his wife said to me, um, I think it was Jane actually set it up. Jane Hirschfield yeah. was the one that she said, well, why don't you go visit him? So, so I went to, you know, I just went to see him cause I felt like that was the right thing to do. So we ended up, uh, I said, well, would you like to meet and talk about the Dharma? And he said, yeah, I really would like to do that. So we ended up meeting every uh, Wednesday for three years. And we read the whole Lotus Sutra out loud. Wow. Uh, but That's it was, great. It was, uh, but, you know, the interesting, it was Ted <clears throat> and Peter Vandersteer mm-hmm. and uh, David Silva. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of Ted's uh, named, um, um, and, um, um, anyway, a friend of Ted's, Harry, Harry Leenstrand. And we read the whole Lotus Sutra out loud. And we talked, and Jay Seminole actually also. And we would talk about our lives as we, you know, read through the Lotus Sutra. But the point I'm making is that when he was really, he needed people around him who knew him at some deep level. It was his old Zen Center friends who hadn't seen him in five and ten years who showed up. Mm. And that was amazing to me. Mm. You know, even recently when Joan died, Joan Larkey? Yeah. She died in uh, about a month ago. You know, yeah. who came to aid but old her old Zen Center friends, people she hadn't seen in years. Yeah. And there, there's just a bond. There's there's a bond there that exists. It's a familial thing. You know, you don't even um, you don't recognize it's there, but when 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 things get heavy, that's who shows up. Mm. It's really. Mm. That's best case. It hadn't always yeah, been, it hadn't always been that way. Doesn't yeah, always work out that way. But it doesn't that, that, always work out. In my experience is in the group that I was part of there, sort of you know, um, seventy three, four, five, six, seven. You know, those years um, that there is a lot of that kind of continuity. The people. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, uh, from working on shape and ease up till now, was there? Are there any highlights there? Well, you know, I, I, so I learned construction at Zen Center. Yeah. And I learned Japanese 
textile construction, even though I didn't learn that much or that well. As you know, you sharpen for years when you're a Japanese-style apprentice. Um, I learned enough that I could do the work, and I've had a really good career in construction. Uh-huh. I've been extremely, extremely fortunate um, to have you know, been able to work on the buildings that I've worked on. It's just, it's been a very good experience for me. I was well suited for it and, and it worked out really well. So mm. I'm very, um, very grateful for that opportunity. Mm. Mm. Uh, construction suits me a lot better than, uh, than, uh, academia. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the hard way. Yeah. Probably better for you too. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so so now I can pretty much do what I want, and, and I feel very very fortunate, very lucky. I have yeah. a lot of gratitude. For yeah, that have come my way. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I take it you you got some sort of permission to teach or whatever it is from Norman. So I'm I'm. Uh, you know, Richard Baker tried to ordain me, and I just, I didn't have a solid enough feeling about him. I just didn't, you know, he just, he mentioned it a number of times when other people were being ordained, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm ready for this. Uh-huh. So, actually, I'm glad I didn't do it. So, now we have something called entrustment. Right. Which you, yeah, so a number of people who I think you know, at Zen Center, Laura Burgess and um, Wendy Johnson. My my first wife, Diane Goldschlag, Daya now, Diane Goldschlag, just, just had that earlier this year. And Laura yeah, helped her. With Tia. Who? With Tia Crozer. Pardon? Can you hear me? Yeah, speak up. Just say what you were saying. With, he, she she had it with Tia Strozer. Oh, with Tia. Yes. I just didn't understand you. Right. Yeah, and Tia asked me if I could make them kotsus, mioyes. Oh. So I made their... Daya has one. I made her one. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, anyway, so I'm entrusted by Norman. You know, you go through Shiho. You go through the whole process, and then you're entrusted, and then you can teach. Hmm. Hmm. I've had, anyway, five of my students have received Jukai. Hmm. So, uh, you know, you I can't do the Jukai. I have to do it with a priest. Our lineage is the most uh, conservative on that issue, but Tia has gone around it. So I, I don't. I think it'll change at some point, but... I don't worry about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's great. That's great. Well, yeah, uh, so go on. I'm, I'm trying to give away what was given to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I when I found Zazen, it freed me in some way. It sort of relieved suffering that I had been under and allowed me to find some ease in my life. Right. And if I can do that for people, I'll be very, very pleased. Right. Right. Yeah, that's well said. And, um, you know, finding something like Zazen and appreciating it, uh, 
it it won't leave you. Uh, it's not like believing in something, uh, it which can you know things change. You can stop believing in things, uh, but if once one uh, gets a, a Suzuki said once uh, once the eyes of Buddhism get on you, you 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 won't get away from them, uh, and. I think that's what he was talking about, like what happened to you the first time you sat, you discovered something that was you, that you weren't going to lose. Yeah, I feel very, very fortunate to have wandered into Tassajara that time, you know, those days. Oh, I yeah. I got lucky. You, pardon me, say it again. I was saying I got lucky. Yeah. I was very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, do you have anything, um, anything else you want to say before we go our separate ways? No, I, no, I think that's. Uh, I would thank you. Uh, it's always it's good to talk about the old times. I feel like it brings it into my awareness. I realize that I'm the same person and I'm a different person. Yeah. But that my experiences are what's made me who I am, and, and I feel grateful for them. Mm. Sometimes the ones I'm not so happy about, even. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's good. I hope to see you in person one of these days. Yeah, well, come here, and you can. <laughs> <laughs> and And maybe I'll get back there, but uh, I suppose, but I don't know. Um, well... You know, Zen Center is about to be vacated by all the people that you know and I know. Yeah, I hear about that. Uh, but look, yeah. now look, David Zimmerman is just uh, uh, is, is becoming the central abbot, so he's got another term. Mako is becoming the city center uh, abbot, and she was just stayed with us for a few weeks. Uh, and the the third one is is it Fu at Gringo? No, Fu's leaving. No, no, it's Jiru. 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 That's right. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, so I think they're in pretty good hands. Uh, they've got a lot of difficult things to deal with. Uh, do you run into any of uh, the um, uh, you know identity is so important now. And and uh, which is very different from when I was there, and um, you know, uh, being, uh, you know, having demands made on one to to uh, to be sensitive to all sorts of things one didn't have to think about before. Uh, and Zen Center's very, uh, uh, it's trying to do the right thing. With all of that, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. We were there when it happened <laughs> at Tassajara when the explosion occurred. Like what? Well, there was a big incident there, at, you know, with some people who were there who had some complaints that they put out. And so it just so happened we happened to be there at that moment. Well, come on, tell me about it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You know, I really wasn't party to it and tried to stay out of it, but there was a lot of people felt like they weren't treated fairly or openly or they were insulted and, you know, and they were wanted to make a very 
a big issue of it, and they and Zen Center have to deal with it. And I think um, the new leadership that's going to be one of the things they're going to really have to deal with. And I think it's very hard. Yeah, it's a new world. World. I don't think I'm capable of dealing with all those issues. Well, you're talking about in 2019. I'm talking about this last year. Oh, okay. Then I do know what you're talking about because you said. Oh, you went back this last year. Yeah. We were there in the spring. I was working on the gate, the main gate. Oh, okay. Okay, then I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I have talked to people about that. Um, mm, well, um, I have some opinions. I, I think, I think uh, in that case, it seems to me, of course, I wasn't there, that uh, uh, the people acting for the institution could have been a little, uh, had more self-confidence, been a little tougher. And, uh, you know, if somebody's not following the schedule and is not practicing there anymore, uh, they should leave. Uh, and, um, uh, Oh boy, some of the things people who complained about, not even thinking about that, they're so, uh, wow. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, and you know what I think? I just think, oh, it's nice living here. I don't have to think about stuff like that. You know, uh, I used to love, I would dream about going to Tassajara. Now, my feeling is I'm so happy when I go to Tassajara and I'm equally happy when I leave. Uh-huh. 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 I, we may not be going back. I've sort of faced the fact that this may be the last, this last trip there to when I worked on the gate, the main gate. The, 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 anyway, um, this may be our last trip there, which is very hard for me, but I think maybe it's time to give it up because I feel like they're not, there's not a, um, welcoming there of people who come in to do this or, you know, to help or, you know, it's, um, it's the opposite. So it's kind of sad to me, but they're going to have to work it out. Yeah. Yeah. I could assume that, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, probably at this point, like for me, it'd be better to go in as a guest. I, I can't afford it, but, uh, and you well, can't, they're not even going to have a guest far. season, huh? There is no, Right. They're I don't not, know how they're going to... Yeah. Um, then uh, come in as a contractor. <laughs> come in. No, you should go in with Paul Disco uh, for that. That would be good. But uh, anyway, I, I we'll see if we can revive that. Uh, first, I need to talk to Paul about it. I'll talk to him about it at dinner at Chez Panisse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And tell him hello. He and I have kept in touch. We've had a, a number of calls in the last years. Uh, hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, David. Thank you very much. It's been really good talking with you. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 Anyway, thank you. And, uh, I hope to see you one of these days. Yeah. Well, maybe here, maybe there. In person. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Good night. Thanks. Bye-bye. So thank you most kindly, Alan Block. 
I appreciate your sharing with us the trajectory of your life and weight-seeking mind. And if you want to get hold of Alan, remember, if you want to sit with them or practice with them, it's alanblock510 at gmail.com. This has been a Cuke Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Pubov, Cuke Archives and Cuke Audio. And we're coming to you from Sleepy Sonora with Doggett Bandita and dear, lovely Katrinka. And we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. Thank you.